Welcome to A Champion's Mind with your host, Mario Aroyave. Some say the sky's the limit. It isn't. The limit is in your mind. You believe that or else you would not be listening to this podcast. You believe that you could do more. You believe that you can perform at a higher level than you currently are. You are absolutely right. Thanks for being open-minded and allowing this podcast to help you develop a champion's mind. In this podcast, we'll discuss and hear about some mental strategies we can implement to help you achieve your utmost performance. If you feel like you're not performing at your true potential, this podcast will look to give you the keys that can open that lock. As athletes, we like to push ourselves. It's in our nature, in training, and in competition to continue to strive to go places that we've never been before in order to make ourselves better and in order to put us in position to better achieve goals that we've set for ourselves. Today I want to talk about something, however, called decision fatigue. And it's something that's important to chat about because we need to make sure that we're ready for it, not if, but when it comes. During every training session, but more specifically I'm going to talk about competition, we get to a point where we're really kind of just delusional and very tired. We've gotten to a point where all of a sudden we're maybe lacking energy, possibly starting to lack a little bit of resolve and beginning to question whether or not we're going to be able to achieve the particular goals that we have for this competition. It's during these moments that a competition can be won and lost. So we need to know ahead of time that these, this particular moment and event is going to occur and we need to be proactive in preparing for it so that when it does occur, we can take particular steps to be able to get through that moment quickly and get to the other side. Most athletes don't get to the other side. When decision fatigue hits them, they cave and give in. In a race, that would be them slowing down. In a particular sporting event, maybe like basketball, that would mean that they would begin to try and take shortcuts and things would get sloppy, maybe on the offensive and defensive end, and at that point, they would lose that particular game. Handling decision fatigue is absolutely essential to being a champion and to being able to achieve your goals consistently. What we're talking about here is decision fatigue. It's when we begin to question our decision making. We've got strategically or effort level wise, we've got certain decisions that we get to and now all of a sudden we're not so sure about them as sure as maybe we were at the beginning of the competition. I just want to go ahead and stop for a second and speak to those athletes that maybe are thinking to themselves, you know, I don't really reach this particular point in competitions very often. I'm going to challenge you and say your goals aren't high enough and the amount of effort that you're putting out in your competitions is not high enough. Because every athlete, if we're setting proper goals, and they're high, and they're, we're needing to stretch to be able to attain them, you will reach this point. With fatigue, we get blurred decision making. As your muscles, just on a physiological level, as your muscles work harder in competition and as they've been taxed for a longer period of time, in other words, you know, the first quarter versus the fourth quarter in a football game or the first lap versus the last lap in a mile run or something along that nature, your muscles on a physiological level begin to lack oxygen. 
So you begin to go from maybe in some sports, you'd go from aerobic capacity to anaerobic capacity. The problem is there's a finite amount of oxygen in our systems. And so as the muscles begin to ask for this oxygen, then the body begins to look for places from where it can take oxygen and deliver it to the muscles that are screaming for this particular resource. And one of the places that it'll go is the brain. And the brain needs oxygen, obviously, to be able to make good decisions. This is why, for example, uh, me being a cyclist, you start watching, uh, particularly in criteriums, which are very, very um, intense 90-minute races, you start noticing that as the race goes on and on, some cyclists, some of their bike handling skills go down. The speed does increase some, but the, the fine motor movement of being able to take turns on a bicycle begins to um, break down and they begin to make poor decisions that lead to crashes late in the race. And part of that is, yes, part of that is risk taking to be able to put yourself in position, but part of that is also due to the fact that there's less oxygen there and the brain is beginning to kind of go into survival mode. And so when now switching back over to the mind, when we start talking about survival mode, we start talking about an athlete that is weighing out consequences of continuing to hurt and, you know, choking for lack of oxygen, for lack of a better term, and pushing on and playing it safe. And when decision fatigue comes in, most athletes will play it safe. They'll take the safe option. So they would maybe slow down or they would maybe not take that particular shot or not attempt um, a particular risk-taking maneuver that they would have earlier because it's at this point in the competition, it's not necessarily worth it to them. However, as I said, the problem with this is that playing it safe is not how you win a particular athletic contest. You've got to take risks. And you were willing to take those risks earlier in the competition, but the problem is now that you're more tired and you're more fatigued, you're maybe not necessarily willing to go that deep. And so how do we deal with decision fatigue? The simple answer is you have a plan. That's simple. You come into the competition and you've already dealt with that particular moment and you don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but you do know that it will You've already dealt with what you're going to do in that particular moment when decision fatigue sets in. Now, because you don't know exactly when it is going to occur, that's okay. Because you should have a game plan from beginning to end of your particular competition. And so at any point that it occurs, you've got something that you are looking to do during that particular point in that competition. And you just continue on business as usual. And so you've got a plan and you've... Second thing, you've rehearsed that plan. You you made that plan, but you didn't stick it in a filing cabinet somewhere where you never looked at it. You actually put conscious time into rehearsing this plan during your training and knowing this plan intricately so that when you're lacking oxygen, you're doing more of a reactive type of action than just looking at circumstances and playing off of those. Those are two different things. Your instincts, what you've practiced and what you've rehearsed, will just get done without needing the brain's permission. It comes from the subconscious versus you being aware of surroundings, tired muscles, lack of oxygen, and then making your decisions based on that. One of those is going to be a safe bet. The other one is going to be risk-taking. So you want to 
obviously, go with the risk-taking. But your body's not up for it at that point. So you've got to have trained your mind to tell the body what to do in that moment and completely override whatever the body is trying to give the mind as a legitimate response. The body likes to be told what to do. Think of it as the body wanting to be a slave of the mind. It's looking up to the brain saying, what would you like me to do at this particular point in time? It's going to give some suggestions, but the mind can overrule those suggestions very powerfully and the body will always listen. We want to make sure that we've got the mind in control, telling the body what it is that we're going to be doing at that point. Because if not, these suggestions will be taken seriously by the brain, by the mind, and at that point, you're going to be making tactically poor decisions that may lead you to not being able to achieve your goals. So the big takeaway here, make communication one-sided. Make communication stem from the brain down to the body and do not allow the communication to go up the other way. If it does, you politely reject the demands of the body and say, we've already crossed this bridge. We already know what to do. Thank you for your input. But we're going to move forward with the plan that we had set weeks and months in advance for this particular competition. If you can begin to do this and if you can begin to handle these decision fatigue moments successfully, you will be amazed at where you will find yourself in your competitions in relation to many of your peers that do not do the same thing. Thanks for listening to A Champion's Mind. As you continue to implement the content discussed here, you'll move closer and closer to performing at your utmost potential. Keep challenging yourself and don't settle until you achieve your goals. If you can't wait until the next episode to do some more work on your mental game, head over to utmostperformance.org where you can find some more content to consume. You can also like our Facebook page, Utmost Performance. We sincerely value your support as we continue to partner together to help you perform at your utmost.